Welcome. This is Karen Motokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Before I get into talking today about the definition of success, are you signed up for my Sunday love? Do you even know what it is? I write these letters, and they're from a place of love because I believe love is our most powerful thing. And when we're rooted in a place of love, we can fully show up as ourselves and be of service and connect and create belonging for ourselves and others. And so every Sunday, I send out these letters via email from my inbox to yours, and they're filled with love. And I think it's so important because there was a time in my life that I had this weird rule about love, and I would never have used something like Sunday love. But what a great way to close out your weekend and to start your week than from a place of love. And here's a letter that I sent out last Sunday to my subscribers. The subject is, stop letting numbers determine your worth. Hello, my friend. Isn't it fascinating how we give so much power to certain numbers in our life? The number on the scale, the number in your bank account, the number on your tax return. Those numbers have power because you've bought into a cultural belief that those numbers validate you. Big fat lie. The number on the scale is just a number. It tells you what you weigh today. It is what you make that number mean that can give you pain and suffering or make you feel good. In my experience, the scale is usually painful because we're all so good at dress rehearsing tragedy. So even if a number you like shows up, you're still worried about increasing again one day. The numbers in your bank account and on your tax return are only numbers. Money is this fantastic thing because it's totally objective. As a child growing up in difficult economic circumstances, I often took our lack of money to mean we were bad people and not good enough to have money. Isn't it fascinating how much our brains can turn against us and beat the crap out of ourselves and at such a young age? This is due to the cultural programming we receive via other people, media, and our own family of origins beliefs. We have been taught to tie our worthiness to numbers. Stop listening to those stories right now. And of course, I'm saying this with lots of love and compassion. Your worthiness has nothing to do with the numbers in your life. They are only numbers and you are you. That, my friend, is a Sunday love. Sign up in the link in the show notes and you can get that delivered every Sunday to you. I'm looking forward to it. So now I'm going to talk with you about the definition of success. 
I went and looked up the definition in the dictionary and here are the three things, the accomplishment of an aim or purpose, the attainment of popularity or profit, a person or thing that achieves desired aims or attains prosperity. Notice it doesn't say you have to weigh a certain number, you have to make a certain number, you have to achieve a certain level in the corporate stature, you have to have financial success, you have to be married, you have to have so many kids. There's none of that. It's the accomplishment of an aim or purpose, a person or thing that achieves desired aims or attains prosperity, and you get to define what prosperity is. The one thing I'm going to add to my definition of success, and I invite you to take it and steal from it and use it yourself, is for me, success is about overcoming obstacles and achieving my goal. Because often we may think that success happens to those who are really fortunate who didn't have any obstacles. And for those of us that did means we're not supposed to be there. We're just a big fat loser. So for me, success is about overcoming obstacles and achieving my goal. Here's an example of success. For one thing is that I don't have the value that material things define my success. That's a long time ago as a kid, I made that decision. So I'm not into status symbols for success. If I like something, like I really like Apple products, I have Apple computers, I have Apple phones, I have iPads. I really like them. At one point, they were really a status symbol of like, oh, see, here's somebody that can afford to have that. For me, they're just a fantastic tool that I love, and I love to be consistent about it. And a few years ago, I was buying a car, and I had this colleague who was asking me with excitement because she knew this one car that I was going to get was a certain brand name, and she was so excited because for her, it was going to be a validation of my own achievement. And I find it funny because it was a validation of my goals, but it was also going to be a validation for her. And when I told her the car that I got, she was so disappointed. And, but I don't look at the brand name of a car as what is success for me. That's not how I measure success. And so it did not have an influence. It was interesting to watch her get so disappointed, but for me, I was totally fine with it. I knew exactly why I wanted to buy the car. I knew exactly what was important to me. And it came down to the grill and the symbols of the car were not important. I thought they were at first, but they really weren't. Here's another example. So some of you may know I'm a national champion. I swam in college and I was a division two national champion. So in the NC2As, there's division one, there's division two, and there's division three. There's also NAIA and there's also community college. And one of the things that I see a lot of kids go through turmoil, especially now in 2018, but I even remember going through this back in 1990, as I was going through the recruiting process, and I was having friends go to division one institutions, I felt less than I wasn't going to the division one, I was at the next level. And I did go there and I overcame some of my obstacles and beliefs about that. And nowadays I help kids go, what's important to you? What are the values? Why are you going to the school? We have a swimmer on our team that's going off to UC San Diego and it's a division two school right now. And, but she wants to study marine biology. It's an excellent academic school. And this is what she wants to do. And it's like, why would you not do that? Go do that. And you still get to compete. And division two nationals are fun. And here's the thing, 
is that division one, two, or three, you get to challenge yourself. I still had a lot of obstacles that I had to overcome. And most of my obstacles were mostly mental, i.e. my lack of self-confidence, because I had to learn how to believe in myself. I had to learn how to bet on myself. And while I could, as a freshman, make the NC2As for division two, I had to overcome because I did not see myself as a person who could become a national champion. And the beauty is, is that while division two may not have been as fast as division one, it was still a bit out of my reach. And, but it allowed me not to be hopeless and to really see like, could this be possible? Like I can show up at the dance and then look at those people and go, wow, there must be something special. And really they were just a bit faster and that I can achieve that. So for me, that was success for somebody else it may not be, but that was my success. That was my definition. And then here's something else like money, money, people can define success. Like what is success? When will you be successful? Is it when you make a certain amount of money? Is it when you have a certain amount of money? And that part's really important to get clear on because it's so easy to disregard what you have achieved and get into the compare and despair. And remember my friend, comparison is the ultimate thief of happiness. And you can always find somebody who makes more money, unless you're one of the richest people on the planet, then it gets to be a little bit more difficult. But for most of us, we can always find somebody who makes more money, which then can create a feeling, a belief of lack of success on our part, unless you define it yourself. One day I was pretty feeling pretty good about what I've achieved and what I've accomplished financially and the business side that I've grown and, and what I've been able to do because I've done this myself. I've, I've created this amazing relationship I have with money over my life. And that was us growing up as a kid who had this belief that money didn't like people like me, that I wasn't good enough for money. I had all these weird and tangled beliefs around money. And so I was really proud of myself. And I was like, wow, look at this. And as I was reflecting and looking at these goals that I had exceeded and remembering where I once once was and where I am today, and I was really, really proud. And guess what? We often think that once we achieve success, we're going to sit at that hilltop and overlook the view and the sunshine and and really be able to bask in it and really enjoy it. And we do. And then we come tumbling down because that comparison friend loves to live inside of our head. And one day I went, oh, but my friend Ed makes what I make in a year in a month. So really, Corinne, who do you think you are? You're really not that successful. Isn't that interesting how we can so churn quickly churn against ourselves and turn against what our own definitions are. And so I had to like stew with that for a few days and let it percolate and really tear that apart and really pay attention. Like, is that really true? Am I not successful? But I had to look at my own journey and my own body of work and for me, the freedoms that I've been able to create. And that for me was my success. It was like me swimming at division two. That was my level of success. It doesn't make me a better person or a worse person. It was about me overcoming my own obstacles and achieving my goals. And for me, especially when it came to money, it was about surpassing what I believed was possible for myself. So going in and defining your success is so important. And now for you, I want you to stop and pause. And I want you to think, what arena do you want to focus on today? What arena? 
what area of your life? I gave you different examples of maybe it's purchasing a car. Maybe for me, it was there was a swimming component. There was money. It can be career. It can be your home. It can be relationships. It can be weight loss. What is the arena that you want to focus on? And it's so important to be specific. Otherwise, you won't get anywhere. This morning, I was coaching a client and she had this really broad definition of what it was that she wanted to pursue. And I had to get her down to being specific because if it's not specific, you can't measure it. You can't circle back. You can't reflect on it and go, what is working and what's not working? And then what happens is it's a way, it's an opportunity for you to beat the crap out of yourself. And we already know you're good at that. So you want to be specific about it. And What is it, the arena that you're working on? Next, you give yourself permission that you get to define your success. Yes, you get to decide. What is your definition of success? Of a client who's lost over 150 pounds and right now in her closet, there is not a piece of clothing that she wore last summer that's in her closet today because she's lost so much weight. And she's still working on losing more weight as she moves towards her body's natural weight. And because because she no longer needs this armor, her body weight has provided her as a boundary in her life, nor as a way for her to rebel against others. And she's figuring out what success is for her and how it's going to be for her, not what is it going to be for other people. Now, granted, when we start throwing around numbers of 150 pounds, how many of you took notice of this podcast just now? But this is her journey. This is her story. And she's not quite sure where that number is finally going to land. Because at one point in her life, she didn't believe that this was possible for herself. And this is what she's created over time with small steps. So when you get clear about what is your definition of success, I want you to check in. Is this your definition or someone else's? Because while my client knows that physically she still has more weight to lose, she looks at her closet and goes, wow, look at me. I'm still shifting and changing and I'm honoring myself and I'm taking care of myself. I take care of myself so I can take care of those I love so much better. And those are parts of her definition of success. And she's able to remind herself of that. Doesn't mean that she doesn't at times beat herself up or think that she hasn't arrived or she hasn't done enough because we can all so easily slide into that, but it's her definition. So for you to remember asking yourself this question, is this your definition or someone else's? And here's the important thing. You must be honest with yourself. Really? It's about being truthful with you and you. Owning our story is one of the bravest things you can do. And if you don't own it, what's going to happen is that shame is going to fester and grow because shame loves secrecy. So here's the thing. I used to have this definition of success of how I wanted to be a parent and a bonus parent, which is means AKA the evil step parent, but which I don't prefer as a label. So I call myself a bonus parent. So I had this definition of success and also as a homemaker, which is interesting because I've never called myself a homemaker in my 46 years of living, but my definition of success came from the television show, The Brady Bunch. I used to compare the crap out of myself with Carol Brady 
because I believed if I was good enough, then I would live the way she lived. But I really wasn't interested in the way that she lived. But I loved her house and how it was clean and decluttered. You know, I love so much about it, but it wasn't my truth. And one day I had to just stop that nonsense of comparing my life to Carol Brady, this fictional television person, because it was not the definition of my truth. But here's what I could do. I could steal from it. And when I say steal from it, it's like I could incorporate, I can get inspired by the ideas. So what were the things that I liked about Carol Brady? I love that her home was decluttered. I love that mostly her home was that calm place and that her family was connected. So there were things about that, that it could inspire me just like this place is an inspiration and possibility for you with much more tangible, real stories. But for me and that young kid growing up of saying, wow, maybe there is a better way to live. Maybe there's a calmer way to be. And that's what that provided more as inspiration versus comparing. And then how do I incorporate that into the life that I want to have with all the aspects and creating my own definition of success? So for you, if it's your definition, then now I want you to go and check in to see if it's really specific or general. So remember that client I was talking about who had that really broad goal. Well, this morning when I was working with her, I asked her like, what's the arena she wants to work with as we're going to do some deep work about shame and overcoming shame and becoming shame resilient. And she said, well, it's about my community. I want to, you know, create connections in my community. And it was like, well, how many people live in your community? And we went through that. And when she got really clear, because that's really vague, what does that mean? What is being connected to your community? Who is it that you want to be a part of? And you all know that I'm a former swimmer and I run a swim team in Teoko Monsters, but I'm really not interested in triathlons. One of my former swimmers is this total badass Paralympian, and he just won a major event in Italy, which is awesome. And I, I cheer him on and I love it but I'm never interested in doing a triathlon myself. That is not my arena. So I'm really, really specific about that. I love swimming. I love swimming. I love that aspect of it. And those are the arenas that I'm going to show up and cultivate community in, not in the tri world. So what is this area that she wants to cultivate in, in community? And what is it she wants? Well, what she was able to start to get clear about was she wanted to meet people who lived where she was, who were intelligent women, who were challenging themselves and being brave in their careers. And due to confidentiality with my client, I'm not going to go any further into it because even more specific, but she really wanted that friend who had earned the right to hear her story and knew her in her hometown. Because how many of us have those really vulnerable connections, but they're people that are far away and we want that daily basis. We want that connection. So that's what she wants. She wanted belonging and connection within her hometown. And she had a very specific day of the week that she wanted to work on this and and how to create that, incorporate that into her really full life. So now that she's gotten clear about that, she can go out and set out to go and create that and cultivate that in her life. So once you get specific about the arena that you want to work in and create this definition of success, and then you get clarity about what it is and remind and check in to see, is this your definition? Then you go out and you pursue this definition of success. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes we have this promise of what does success bring you? What does it mean? Here's the thing. 
You're not a better person because you achieve success. I thought, oh my gosh, once I win, I'll be a better person. I was already who I was. This was something I accomplished. It didn't define me. It didn't make me a better person. And here's the other thing. People don't really necessarily like you better because you're successful. In fact, some people may hate you. That's a whole nother story. People won't stop judging you because you're successful. I mean, think about it. Oprah Winfrey, she's totally successful and she's heavily criticized. The road is not nicely paved without obstacles. When you create success, it doesn't mean that you didn't have obstacles. There were lots of obstacles along the way. And when you, the promise of success means you will have achieved your goal and you have accomplished what you set out to do. So you aren't a better person. You won't be necessarily loved more. People won't stop judging you. And it wasn't that you didn't have any obstacles. The promise of success is you will have achieved your goal and you will have accomplished what you set out to do. And that is a pretty cool feeling. It's fun to go look at what I created and then realize that tomorrow's a new day. So remind yourself where you are going. Remind yourself This is your definition. Nobody else is not your parents, not your mothers, not your friends, not your spouse, not your boss, not your mentors. This is your definition of success. Give yourself permission for you to define it. Remind yourself there will be a lot of falling down moments on your journey to success. Remind yourself that you will not be a better person when you become successful. You will have achieved something and overcome obstacles to get you there. And you already are a good person. Yes, deep down under all that damn armor, you have your own beauty. You have your own goodness. Let it show. It doesn't only come out when you are successful. You are there. So now go out there, define your own success on your terms and do it, live it. Be it. You get to define what you decide as success, how you want to live this one beautiful life. I want to thank you so much for listening. And I have a huge shout out to 46KSM for leaving a message on iTunes. Thank you so much for taking the time to go to and give an iTunes review of the show and share with me how this show is impacting your life. And you're also sharing it with others, which then allows people to see is this worth it for me? Is this valuable for my time? So 46KSM, thank you. Thank you so much. And yes, if you haven't left a review, go do that. There's a link in the show notes and you can leave a review there too. Thank you so much. I'm smelling big for you. On a lake, she is dreaming. She is drifting. Never been so wide awake.